Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hoofing.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And oh, Rob Doster, field of 68 momentarily. Nick Olson covers Iowa State, bottom of the hour. Uh, John Oran, uh, Sports Business Daily, just tweeted that uh, the final 15 minutes of the KC Buffalo game in Kansas City did a 90 share. <laughs> <laughs> Not, Who are the 10% that we're watching? That's my question. I mean, what possibly could have you been watching? Um but oh, a, a 90 share. That's just crazy, crazy, crazy. Let's get to the founder of the Field of 68. Yeah, it's his baby, him and Goodman, really developing this. Hello, Rob Doster, Trent and Ken. Thanks for coming back on with us. How you been? I've been good, guys. I've been good. I'm still I'm trying to recover from last night. I'm not even a fan of any of those teams. I didn't even bet on any of the games. And I woke up this morning feeling like I was hungover after watching all this. It was remarkable. Uh, and it's remarkable that you actually skipped a game without betting on it, because I know you're like Condon. You guys have fired everything. Yes. Hey, before we get into Field of 68, I'm, I'm anxious to know what uh, how, what you anticipate your other, uh, I guess, well, pending venture, or will get to at some point, the Field of 12. I mean, I know it's ongoing now, but once this thing, and it seems like, you know, maybe we'll get there. Um might this might this be as active as your basketball site once things uh, once this, uh, the playoff gets here, Rob? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's all gonna it's gonna kind of depend on um, on you know how many teams are able to add this offseason. And I don't I don't envision doing a whole bunch of team specific stuff, but yeah, I mean, we're I want to I want to grow that. Everyone, who doesn't love college football? Like this is the right. first year that I really really got into college football. Um, Mostly because I, I kind of had to. I was producing that show every Saturday night, but it was uh, it, it's 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 crazy, man. College football fans are out of their minds. I thought college basketball fans were crazy, but college football fans are like college basketball fans on acid. <laughs> yeah, the, the the SEC group, uh, they're going to come after you and come after they're you. Active. Hard. Yes, we've learned that very well. Well, the SEC. Maybe gave us the game of the weekend. Ty Ty Washington goes down for mm. Kentucky, and Auburn came on strong. Now they hung around for a while. I thought some credit to Kentucky, even in that loss here. In fact, I'm waiting for that number maybe to drop down a little bit more, and maybe Kentucky take another loss. I might take a stab at them in the national championship future. I really like that team, but the story is Auburn, who will become number one when the poll comes out here very shortly. It's already out. They're number one. They are. Yep. They did it. First time in program history, the number one team in the country. And I think that's right. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I just, the way that they play, how hard they play, how good they are defensively, the, the way that they all buy into what their role is, the fact that they have the best 
rim protector and best lob target in college basketball in, in Walker Kessler. Um, I mean, they're so good. And, oh, by the way, they happen to have the guy that's going to end up being the number one pick. They're, they're just they're, – they're kind of like the perfectly built basketball team and the perfect Bruce Pearl basketball team. And I think the best part about it is they just play such a fun brand and such a fun style of basketball. You know, if you look at all of the best teams in college basketball this season, from Auburn to Arizona to Gonzaga uh, to someone like a Kentucky, like everyone is getting up and down the floor. It's 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 fun to watch. There's lots of scoring, and it's going to be something that's a little bit more uh, palatable on the eyes than you know what uh, what some of these um, you know throwback Big Ten grinded out battles have been in recent seasons. Yeah, I'm wondering if Auburn, if if the fan base is kind of torn because they want to be a football school (laughs) and they've won a national championship not too many years ago with uh, with Cam and with uh, Gene Chizik, maybe not a popular name here in Ames. Uh, Speaking of Ames, uh, the Big 12, Doster, I want to pick your your brain on this, Rob, because... You know, you hear all the time, oh, there's no nights off in this conference. Well, there is. Uh, there's, there always are. There's a team at the bottom. But I'm not sure there is, Rob, honestly, in, in this Big 12. The way K-State is playing, I know Oklahoma State's not eligible for any postseason. We think Iowa State is really overachieved, and they're pretty good. Look, But yeah, lo and behold, there they are at, at toward the bottom of the conference. This is as deep as I can recall the Big 12. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's the best conference in college basketball in terms of um, the depth in every team in the league is, is top 60 on Ken Palm. It's insane. Uh, if um, it's not how like these things work and it's never going to happen this way because somebody has to lose all of the games that are played, but there are probably eight teams, maybe nine teams in that conference that are good enough to be NCAA tournament teams. Uh, it's, it's, it's every single night is a game that you could end up losing. Uh, home or away, doesn't matter. Uh, Kansas is the only team ranked outside of the top 30 in defensive efficiency, and if you play good defense, and you're going to have a chance to win any game that you are uh, that, that you're involved in. So it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know if we've ever seen a conference that's as deep and as balanced. There's there, there's literally no there's no gimme game. There's not. I mean, the, the worst team in the conference is what? I mean, I, I mean, through the first couple of weeks of Big Twelve play, it's probably Iowa State. Yeah. They have not played very well in no. play. And they're right top 15. Right. That's what we're talking about right now. That, that, that league is ridiculous. It, it's dumb how good that league is. They've already piled up five wins in quad one. They don't have a bad loss on the resume. You put that all together, even at, say, 7-11. and 11. They go 7-11 and 11 in conference play. They play in the 8-9 game in the Big 12 tournament, win that, beat K-State, say, to win that game, and then lose in the quarters to Baylor, Kansas, whoever the number one seed is. They're still a tournament team, right? Or... Would it become a little bit more precarious for a seven and eleven Cyclone team? I mean, seven and eleven is you're kind of going to probably end up finding yourself in that um, like that bubble conversation, mm-hmm. just because you know when you go seven and eleven in league play. I know it's not supposed to matter, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's going to matter. People are going to mention that. People are going to talk about that. But that should be enough to get them in. They're going to have great computer numbers. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, that is what matters more than anything else. You know, they have they're going to have good wins. Um, they're going to have great computer numbers because every game you play in that league, you're just going to raise. Like by the end of the year, I, I bet that every team in the Big Twelve is going to rank in like the top forty-five in Ken Palm and the top forty-five in the net. Mm. Just because I mean, we we see this happen. We saw it happen with the Big Ten last year, mm-hmm. where you had teams that were like under five hundred. I think Purdue was like what they go like eight and twelve in league play, and they were top thirty in the net. Like the the computer numbers are just going to look absolutely ridiculous in the Big Twelve. 
So let's let's get to uh, let's get to that Big Ten, and you know we we've had this discussion. One day we think Wisconsin's the best team, and then don't sleep on Izzo. Conversation we have every year when the calendar turns to February and March. Uh, here's Purdue hanging around. They had a couple of losses early, but I still think they might be the team. Ohio State, Kofi Coburn, when he comes back to Illinois, and I don't know how long the concussion will keep him sidelined uh, um, for. Your thoughts on the Big Ten, and ultimately who prevails uh, in that conference? Oh man, I, I mean, I think who whoever wins the regular season is going to be the team that gets that does the most work at home and, and takes care of business at home. Um, I think if I had to put my money on it right now, regular season title, I probably would go with Michigan State. Uh, but at the same time, I think that they're probably like the fourth or fifth best team when it comes to who I would want to pick in terms of getting to the Final Four. Uh, I mean, Purdue is always going to be the best team in that league in my mind. Uh, but I have very old questions about like how they're going to be able to defend on the perimeter and what they're going to be able to do when uh, Zachy is out there trying to guard the ball screen. And, and, you know, it's always a red flag to me when you cannot play with two of your three best players at the same time because Trevion Williams and Zach Eady have played, like, I think a total of three seconds together this entire season. Mm. So um, there are definitely flaws and red flags. Uh, with that that Purdue team, but there's flaws and reflects with everybody else. Like even let's take Wisconsin for example, right? They've been so good this year, but the reason they've been so good is that Johnny Davis is the best player in college basketball. Outside of him, they're kind of like fine, I guess. Like Brad Davidson is what he is, and, and Tyler Wall is coming around a little bit, but they're just kind of like good players, and that's about it. But if you're going to ask me who I think can go on a Kemba Walker run and, and carry a team to a Final Four or a national title, like Johnny Davis is the guy that can probably do that. So uh, my my take is that everyone in the Big Ten is going to beat the hell out of each other for the next uh, next two months, and we're going to get to the tournament, and like no one has fewer than seven losses in that conference. It's, it's just it's going to be a madhouse. Thirteen and seven wins a regular season crown might be a reality in this year's Big Ten. Want to get your uh, takeaway on the Wolverines? Michigan gets a win against Indiana. You figure there'd be some kind of letdown factor from the Hoosiers after that big win against Purdue during the week, but Michigan. It has been rough this season for them. Haven't been able to get going. That freshman class that was highly touted coming in hasn't hit, but Hunter Dickinson's still around. They still got dudes. Eli Brooks. He's been there for about fifteen years. How good can this Michigan team still be, not just to get to the tournament? Is there more upside even than that for the Wolverines? I don't think that there's a ton. You know, like last night they just caught fire, right? Yeah. They shot 11 for 17 from three and played against a team that was just coming off of a massive win over a rival. So, uh, I mean, they're, to me, the issue with, with Michigan is just like they're not a great constructed roster. You know, they have one of the, the great freshmen they have is a kid named Musa Diabate, who um, is really only effective like five feet and in, kind of in the same area where you want Hunter Dickinson to be playing. Uh, they don't have the initiators or the creators on the perimeter that they did last year. Like Caleb Houston is great in theory, but he's nothing when compared to Franz Wagner or senior year Isaiah Liberts or senior year Shawnee Brown, guys that could defend any position you wanted them to defend that can make threes, that could make plays off the bounce, that could uh, initiate offense. Like Franz Wagner could play the point if he needed to in a pinch. Um, Eli Brooks was great as the fifth option offensively last year. It's a very, very different story being the guy on the offensive end. So, I mean, they're just kind of – they're good. They're going to make the tournament because Juwan's really good at what he does, and they have enough talent, and Hunter's an All-American. But they're just kind of – 
there's nothing exciting. There's nothing dangerous. There's nothing that really scares you all that much about that group. So they'll get in the dance, and, and they'll make a little bit of a run here in March. When they shoot 11 for 17 from three, they're going to win some games. But they're just they're just kind of are what they are. Uh, I don't know how – I know you pay close attention to everything, so I, I'm going to uh, bring up the Valley with you. Drake had a big win over you and I. Uh, uh, they were down 10 late. Got to overtime and won the basketball game. We watched Mo State pick off Loyola. Um when this thing's all said and done, obviously I don't. I don't think it's a multiple bid league. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, who right right now? If you had to, um, you know, who, who are you backing? Uh, I mean, it's Loyola, right? Mm. I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of just default to Loyola yeah. until they prove to me that it's not them. I think that they've earned that right. But I'll tell you what, the uh, uh, Isaiah Mosley kid on Missouri State. Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody playing better basketball than him right now anywhere in the country. He's averaging like 30 points over his last five games. I believe they're now what, six and two mm-hmm. in the Valley. That's going to be a dangerous team. And the thing about them is when you have a guy that can just go absolutely nuclear like that, those are the kind of teams that are going to be dangerous in March, right? You got talent and you won games. We know how good Missouri State is and this, that, and the third. But you got a guy that can go out and win a game all by himself. Kind of what is it, the, the Harold Arsenault factor? <laughs> Um, I don't know how many of your listeners know who Harold Arsenal is. The show. The, guy. the show, baby, the show. Uh, he went nuts for, for Weber State in a couple games. They, I think they were 14 seed that knocked off North Carolina. So, um, to me, like teams like that are built like Missouri State are the ones that are like, yeah, you know, maybe we should kind of keep an eye on them as we head into, uh, and into March. And they're definitely, as long as Isaiah Mosley's playing like this, man, he's somebody you got to keep an eye on. So as we look around college basketball, of course, there's a ton of teams that you get excited about. We go through a weekend. Ultimately, though, how many teams can win it all? How many teams not can get to a Final Four, but ultimately cut down the nets on that Monday night in April? How deep is that list in your mind? I mean, this year, it probably goes like 11, 12 deep. Um, They're just, I mean, there's, there's so much balance at the top. And I think that's a direct result of, uh, one, the the COVID year allowing mm-hmm. all of these upper classmen to come back for another season. Like we got Colin Gillespie and Jermaine Sanders back. They're, they're not supposed to be back. This is their fifth year in college basketball. Um, we have uh, players that are returning to school because of their ability to profit off of NIL stuff. Like would Kobe Copeland be back if NIL was in the thing? Would Hunter Dickinson be back if NIL was in the thing? I don't know. Probably not. So um, it, it just there are. There are so many good teams at the top of the sport. And I'm hoping that this is going to be more of a trend. I'm hoping that it's going to be something where we see more years mm-hmm. like this. You know, it's always fun to chase greatness like Gonzaga did last year. Um, but unless you have a truly, truly elite team, I would so much rather see a year where you have 27 Me different too. teams that you think could be able to win it. And every single day we're like, yeah, hey, you know what? I actually think this team is the best in the country. Couldn't agree with you more. I think it makes it better. Give, give me a dark horse, Rob Doster. Give me a team that's lingering, you know, outside that twelve that you just identified. Uh, that uh, you know, maybe their arrow is starting to point up because for whatever reason they're getting guys back or they're figuring things out. Do you, do you have a team that you're keeping an, an eye on? Does, does Wisconsin count? Are they? Do we already talk? Too about high. The other, I, the, the other one that I would say is uh, is is UConn. I know that's going to sound like a little bit of a homer pick, but the way that they are starting to defend, the fact that R.J. Cole is, is playing like one of the best point guards, if not the best point guard in the Big East, 
the way that Adamus Sanogo can absolutely change the game with his size inside, and the fact that they're shooting well, man. Like, when they, they are so long and so athletic and so effective uh, with, with getting the ball into, into the post, into the big fella, who, by the way, is probably going to end up winning Big East Player of the Year. Um, they just, that's a team that if they can find a way to get some kind of secondary creator, whether it's Jalen Gaffney or find a way to get Rasul Diggins uh, working in, or maybe get Jordan Hawkins ready to uh, to kind of take that next step. That's a team that I think um, has very real uh, Elite Eight Final Four potential. I don't think that anyone is, is really talking about that. Final thing for you, our neighbors over to the West Nebraska it's another trying year. One of the only, I believe, the only power conference team that's never won an NCAA tournament game. Yet, they brought in the mayor. That was going to be the great elixir. They were going to be fine, and it has been an unmitigated disaster. How bad is it over there, and is the mayor going to get his walking papers at the end of the season? I don't know if, he's, if this is going to be the end of it, but I think the biggest issue that he ran into is that everyone was doing what he was doing at Ohio State. You know, the the reason why he had so much success at, at Iowa State was that he was the first guy to really embrace the transfer market mm-hmm. the way that everybody is doing it now. And then everybody started replicating that model. And he no longer had the pick of the litter when it came to which transfers he was going to bring in. Like, they ain't getting DeAndre Keynes over at, at Nebraska right now. Yeah. So, to me, that, that's kind of what happened. Is It's the same thing with, like, Coach Cal and the one-and-done stuff, right? Like, he he's kind of had to reinvent the way that he does things because everybody caught on to it and he's doing things the way that he's doing it. So, um, it's it's tough, man. You know, you know I, I, I just – he's got some talent on that roster, too, and they're not winning games. And when you have talent and you're not winning games when you have talent, uh, you're, we're looking at a situation that's not ideal. Rob Doster, Field of 68. By the way, Prom's doing a nice job for you guys. Uh, is he got a future? Or is his future back, you know, per- patrolling a sideline somewhere? His future is whatever he wants it to be, but I think his immediate future is going to be uh, bottles and spit up. Yeah, right. Another one. Yeah. Just had a, a new addition to the family. So there's, there's what is there? I think there's 27 pro, Prom children in that family at this point. <laughs> Yeah, and counting, right? Uh, good stuff. No, he's doing a nice job. The Millers are terrific as well. Uh, you got something, a good thing going there, Rob Doster. Love the fact that you uh, they knocked you down, but you got up very quickly, and you're doing it on your own, and you're making it work. Field of 68 on Twitter. It's a terrific follow for you basketball junkies out there. Thank you, Rob. Look forward to catching up with you again. Always a pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Rob Doster, uh, Field of 68. Good stuff. And we'll have Rob on Mondays here. We got that set up. We're locked in through the end of college basketball season. It'll culminate with all that Monday night I mentioned in That's awesome. Good. So he's our Bama Bob for for, for college hoops. Love it. We will get a timeout. Before we do that, it's time for another uh, key word. Uh, go to KXNO.com, and once you get there, you enter the keyword. It's pay, P-A-Y. Pay at KXNO.com. Back to talk Iowa State with Nick Olson, CycloneAlert.com, Miller and Condon. Until noon, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. KXNO. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means... Only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're counting down to Super Bowl 56, and new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet $5 and get 280 in free bets 
All they have to do is win, don't even have to cover. If you're not a new customer, but an existing customer, we can experience conference championships with same-game parlays, where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. More legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Get out your phone right now and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code KXNO and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5, win 280 in free bets all they have to do is win again promo code kxno for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older iowa only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call do you remember the last warmer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roof. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Then she stood in the street, smiling from my head to her foot. I said, hey, what is this? 11.30 on a Monday, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Nick Olson, Cyclone Alert in a moment. Have you seen the, or did you see uh, Sears and Murphy, the uh, little uh, spin or whatever you call it, uh, uh, t- their take on the, um, the guy that's not in focus? Have you seen those two guys sitting in the car? You don't watch commercials. No. Murph and Sears, boy, they just crush us. Did they? They got some talent over there at WHO, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. I don't know how they... You could see Murphy starting to go a little bit toward the end there. I'm sure <laughs> that wasn't their first and only take. Right. Because Keith, I'm sure, broke up at one point. But Sears and Murphy just absolutely crushed it. Once you see it... Okay. Now you probably won't because yeah, you don't watch might, commercials. Might, yeah. uh, Nick Olson joins the program. Uh, CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 Sports. <laughs> Hello, Nick. Trenton Ken, how are you? I'm doing great today, guys. Busy week last week. How are you doing today? Doing okay. And, um, you know, I guess just the Iowa State, I don't know where they're going to find any scoring. I know it seems simple. Oh, it's an easy fix. Just got to score more, right? So they got to get somebody on their bench has got to step up when Brockington's not the guy. And Kalsher's had his moments too uh, infrequent for my liking, but he's great defensively. And Caleb Grill every now and then, but it's not enough. Uh, it, it's obviously an Achilles heel of this uh, of this team, Nichols, and I'm sure everybody wants to find the uh, you know the magic bullet as to how you fix it, if you will. How do you? What can what strings can TJ pull? Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I, I hate to say it, but the offense seems like it's kind of been figured out. You know, when you can do your best to take away Brockington, not a lot of other consistently reliable options. So a couple things I think you need to do. He's preached since the, the last couple games, taking more time on each possession, not kind of forcing the outside look as early in the possessions, which I would have to agree with him there. It seems like the Cyclones have been doing that. That is obviously not their strength. I think that they can use a little bit more of an Aruna. He's one of the few guys that can consistently score 
with both hands down low in the post, tweak the high post offense a little bit, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit more of Jackson off the bench. You know, you mentioned Grill, who's a really good shooter but hasn't been consistent recently. Mm-hmm. I like the pairing of Jackson and Robert Jones. Those guys provide energy. Yep. And Jackson's a guy that can at least maybe shake you with the dribble hit when he's open. I'd like to see three or four of those things this week for sure. You know, you mentioned Enaruna, and, and obviously there's there's an issue there. I think it's got to be health, right? You, uh, I know you're sitting press row, You probably, unless you tape and rewatch the game. They showed he had some kind of medical tool, like a vibrating thing that he was, and he didn't have a trainer working on himself, but he was seemingly lower back issue for him when he was sitting on the bench. Do you know what's going on there with him, Nick? Yeah, so I I do generally, you know, try to rewatch when I can. I can't say that I know for sure anything like that. You know, we don't get to get too close for practices either. But that is kind of what I've gathered. Something like some irritability or or potentially a, a type of spasm, perhaps. But it seems that like he was taken out right after he made one of the best plays of the game for Iowa State. And then I saw that tool as well, so I can't speak to exactly what it is. But it's got to be something like that because the timing just didn't make sense, especially one of their few really positives in that second half was that special block from him when somebody tried to posterize Anaruna, and then almost immediately he was taken out. You know, TJ mentioned trying to space the floor with some of the shooters like Jazz and, and Grill, which I definitely believe, but it kind of stopped working after three or four minutes and you would have thought all right let's bring Tristan back in here so it does seem like something perhaps is going on there hasn't been much talk of it and I can't speak to the I guess gravity of it either so you mentioned Jazz Koontz there and he is in terms of numbers metrics he is the most talented offensive player that they have he played more minutes and wasn't able to get a shot you think back at some of the big shots he hit it seemed like every one of them were from the corner but do they need to do a little bit more offensively, doing things to get him more involved just because we know what a talented offensive player he is? And with the limitations, maybe Jazz Koontz is a guy, even if he can get to 9, 10 points a game, just how important it is because of the construction of this team. I totally agree. I mean, with his skill set, he's got touch, he can shoot. He's relatively versatile for his size, mm-hmm. but he's not going to lose you on the dribble often. So I think that would be a positive I'm also looking for a pretty big week from Tyrese Hunter because he's one of the few guys that can kind of break you down on this team. And look, Oklahoma State, which I'm sure we'll touch on, is not going to be easy, but they're not quite at the level of some of these teams that the Cyclones have been facing. I look for kind of a bounce-back week from him against both the Cowboys and then hosting Missouri this weekend because they're really only two or three guys that can consistently get their own shot on this team, which is tough to say. Uh, how big does this week feel on the, on the surface to you? It seems like, look, they've lost four out of their last five, right? And I get that Kansas and Texas Tech were in there. Uh, they beat Texas Tech earlier this year. They'll get the return match coming up, what, I think next week? This weekend? No, next week uh, against uh, against Kansas. But it just feels like we're, we're, we're at a pivotal point 
uh, on, on the on this on conference play, anyways. Look, they've still they've still way overachieved for for anybody that follows this program. It's great to see, and I'm sure Iowa State fans feel this would would tell you they feel this way. The fact that they care when their team gets beat, right? That wasn't the case last year. There was just so many of them. But this feels like this this not season on the brink, but but an important week nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go, you know, quite as far as on the brink, like you said, but I would go very close to that because you're exactly right about the fans. But the thing is, when you watch a game like that Kansas game, they were at least as good, right? Mm -hmm. If not even the better team late. So you see what they are capable of. And, you know, would I say a a one-in-one week this week kills the season? No, but a 2 and all week really kind of, stretches that momentum, that confidence back into the team. I I feel a little better than I did after Saturday about the outlook of the team. I've looked at projections like Torvik the rest of the season. You could certainly argue the schedule eases up a bit. And quite honestly, if, if you're a Cyclones fan, I would feel relatively encouraged that they didn't completely fall out of the AP poll today. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yep. still in the top 25. I think people recognize how darn tough the Big 12 is. It's mm-hmm. one of the toughest conferences of this century, guys, as I'm sure you see every week. But I would go pretty close to that. I mean, it's time to figure out something else on offense. And again, Coach Otzelberger has preached on it. This is a team, and I will have you know direct quotes all throughout the week at Cyclone Alert. If you deviate from the formula of we are going to build the foundation of this team on defense, If the defense does not bring it, look, other than maybe one team the rest of the season, they're simply not going to come up with too many victories that way. The defense is the backbone. The offense has to be kind of the the icing on top, and that's got to be the formula as this team gets closer and closer to tournament time. Talking with Nick Osen, CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports as we talk some Cyclone hoops here. With that, uh, a look towards Oklahoma State, as we mentioned the week, as Ken talked about ahead. You got the SEC Big 12 Challenge this weekend. Do you like the spot for it, kind of breaking up conference play, or does it feel out of sorts to you? I think if I was speaking generally, it it definitely feels a little bit out of sorts, Mm -hmm. but for this team... I feel like it might be coming at the perfect time. I mean, you'll see how they perform in Stillwater. I, I will be fortunate enough to be covering that in person for nice. Cyclone Alert. So that'll be an interesting experience. And, and look, guys, I think that's a more than winnable game for the Cyclones here. But whether they win that or not, I think it's coming at a good time because if they can't beat Missouri at home, that's when you kind of know, okay, it, it was nice. They they overachieved for a while, but this simply might not be a tournament team. And I truly believe they are because I've seen their ceiling. I've seen their floor, and I know that there's a really good, tough, defensive-minded team in there. So I think directly it's a little weird, but for the Cyclones it might be kind of the kind of the – push what they need to get into February with a couple more 
tough ones at the beginning of that month. Yeah, I think that's well said, and I agree with you, because I hate the way it falls normally anyways. I, I just don't like interrupting conference play. But for those reasons, Nick, I think I think you make good points. Look, and we go back to uh, one of the themes that Trent and I have talked about our entire sh- – well, <laughs> we did a lot of football early. But when we got to basketball, just the conference overall – Look, Oklahoma State, they've picked off Baylor this year. They've taken Texas down this year. They've beaten TCU, who just had their way with Iowa State on Saturday. It just goes back to this conference, just the top to bottom. It's cliched. There's no nights off. So you'd like to think that they'll march into Stillwater and be able to pick them off. But man, oh man, not going to be easy. No nights are going to be easy. No, I mean, it's it's cliche, but... You are you are spot on today. I mean, I'm looking at the standings and even the teams at the you know quote unquote bottom for conference record right now. Like we said, Iowa State. We just talked about what they've done. You know, Oklahoma, talent of a tournament team, and, and Kansas State. Well, they should have recently been able to knock off Kansas. Right. I mean, they nearly did. And, you know, they've got talent. There are no off nights in this conference, which, again, I think is going to end up helping the Cyclones. I really do. They, they obviously pitched a, you know, a perfect game in the non-conference, so that's going to go as, as far as it possibly can. But I feel like as long as they can take care of business at Hilton from here on out, the Jayhawks would obviously be enormous for them, right? And pick up one, you know, maybe in Stillwater, I believe, they travel to Kansas State, and I think hopes should still be as high as they were early January because we've seen what this team can do when they're playing at their best level. Nick Oson joining us. Nick, a little football to wrap things up, and though it's not a scholarship athlete, I enjoyed your article talking about John Klosterman, an Iowa City City High kid who is committed as a walk-on to Iowa State and got a figure, former assistant coach Mitchell Moore, uh, maybe helped steer hmm. him that direction over there from City High. Yeah, I would I would probably uh, tend to agree with that, and that's somebody that, you know, look, I, I spoke with him. I'm, I'm happy for a, a kid like that. He had an interesting path. He thought he was going to play baseball for a while. Ended up just really producing some off-the-chart numbers his senior year. Formed these relationships with the Cyclone staff. And he's a guy that aims to play. So with his work ethic, I believe it's a possibility down the road. Definitely an exciting weekend, not only there for Iowa State football, but they seem to really perform well with the junior day on Saturday in addition. Good stuff. Nick Olson will be reading about all of that as uh, football. Yes, it's the off season, but uh, really there's always something most of the time anyway percolating. Basketball's going to be fun. Great stuff. Thank you, Nick Olson. We appreciate you coming on. We will uh, catch up with you next week. Thank you. Can't wait, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, good to talk to you. Enjoy Stillwater. Nick Olson, CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. They're beating Missouri. The Missouri team that walked into Oxford and beat Old Miss? They're beating Missouri. I, yeah. They, uh, I like the way the game falls this year. Yes. You need that one. I think you do, just to get away from this conference. They're favored by 16 at Torvik and uh, I think 14 at Ken Palm. That many? Wow. Uh, 13 at Ken Palm. So, yeah, they're a big favorite in that game. Lost this weekend to Oklahoma State. <sighs> Come back to conference play, home for Kansas. Mm-hmm. Still Kansas. Right. Played great down there. Easily could have got that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. But it's hard to put that in the W column. It is. At it, Texas. 
<laughs> at West Virginia. That was a horse. Home for K-State, who's playing better. Yes. Got to win that. We'll give them that one. Got to get that. At TCU. Look, for the West Virginia, there's been some really good Iowa State teams yes. recently that mm-hmm. have gotten in there. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, after K-State is who? At TCU. You want to say you get a split. Let's give it to them. Home for Oklahoma. You get a split. Home for West Virginia. You get a split. At K-State. Can you... No. Home for Oklahoma State. Five. At Baylor, to wrap. There's five. That's seven and 11. That's seven and 11. And I don't think we were unfair going through that at all. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you can win many of those other games. You can absolutely beat Kansas Mm -hmm. at home. You can win at Kansas State, but... Going through, looking at the statistical models, Torvik has him going eight and ten. Ken Palm has him going seven and eleven. You're going to Kansas City, regardless if that's the record, one or the other. You're going to Kansas City, probably needing at least one win. And depending on how that bubble goes, <sighs> beat Kansas, beat when, Oklahoma State on the road. This when, when is the Kansas? Is it next Tuesday? It is. Yep, February first, uh, six or eight. Odd. Uh, don't have the start time here on Ken Palm. Let's see if I can scroll. I, to I know next they they list Tuesday. all the uh, the. I think all their tip times are up. Iowa State's are six o'clock. Six o'clock early tip on ESPN. Bang, maybe for Shilla. Yeah, I would assume. Who's got a dinger tonight? Uh, Texas Tech in Kansas is eight o'clock. This conference, Trent. Boy, it's it's reeled me back in in a big big way. Physical basketball. It, it is. It's fun to watch. Tough to bet. I mean, pick a team that's going to win this thing. Baylor. Okay, you feel good about it? No. <laughs> 11.45, Miller and Condon back to wrap things up. Trent's play of the day, Circa Sports Sponsors, it. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. In West Des Moines. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop. In Ankeny, Urbandale. 100 bets off. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. 11.50, 10 minutes before noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, college basketball, look, the, the marquee game of the night is an 8 o'clock tip. Um, Texas Tech, Allen Fieldhouse taking on Kansas. 
<laughs> Boy, that's got to because uh, Texas Tech can. They're playing good basketball. Doesn't mm-hmm. tell anybody that follows the Big Twelve this. And Kansas is Kansas after all. Is that your play of the day, or will you include that? Or are you going elsewhere? Uh, that is one of the three plays that I have currently tonight. And we always talk about shopping around, finding the best mm-hmm. price. And I am shopping at Circus Sports for this one because currently at DraftKings, BetMGM, most everywhere, Bet Rivers, it is six and a half at Circa. You can get the Red Raiders plus seven. Now, of course, if you like Kansas, you're playing somewhere Absolutely. else. You think that's oh, a half point. I like this app more. Over the course of time, those half points add up in a big-time way. Remember, we're not just trying to get to 50-50 and be above 500. 52.4%. That is the number that you're shooting for in order to do that. And when a half point's involved in a game here, I played 24 college basketball games on Saturday. <laughs> Did you really? 24. What, did you, what was your record? Uh, all Overall, I was one game over 500, and I lost .1 units because of the juice. Right. And again, that shows you that that juice is important. And a half point here, a half point there, they all add up. So shop. Shop around and find that best price. I got it with Circa for this one. Texas Tech plus the seven. Early on, I've watched a lot of old Miss basketball lately because I've been betting on them or against them a whole bunch. They're at home for Florida. I don't trust this Florida team as far as I can throw them. Ole Miss isn't very good themselves, but I'm getting five. When the Gators are right, they are a talented team. But they haven't been right this year. And Mike White, he might be in trouble with the Gators. Give me Ole Miss and the five. That's a 6 o'clock game. Another 8 o'clock game tonight. Big East, 9 o'clock Eastern tip-off. Seton Hall, St. John's. When Chapani is good, St. John's is excellent. When he's not, they're brutal. Getting seven here at Seton Hall. I'm going to grab the points. Hopefully the Johnnies are ready for a late night in front of them. So we got three dogs here this evening. Ole Miss, Texas Tech, and St. John's. What have you noticed as far, if any, uh, line movement on the uh, championship games? When they came out, so the first number I saw was Rams four. Mm -hmm. Then it dropped to three very quickly. Is it settling and staying at three and a half? That's what I've seen uh, most of this morning. It's been that three and a half number and and different properties are playing with you. So i got a list here. All at three and a half currently. Circa. Plus three and a half, but you got to go minus 120. Same thing at Caesars, William Hill. Uh, DraftKings, minus 115. Bet MGM has it right now, plus three and a half with the normal minus 110. But this is a game, ton of volume, championship, mm-hmm. two standalone games. Keep an eye on that juice. And this is another thing for in newbies in that market. Eh, I don't care, whatever the juice is. Again, you're looking to get to that number. If you want to be profitable in any measure, and I don't care if you're a guy like me playing 11 bucks a game or if you're playing bigger volume. That juice, again, is another one that adds up. It seems simple, but I'll tell you, my early stages, I didn't even look at it. Right. Didn't care. Yeah. And whatever my standard unit was back then, and it was a lot more before I realized this is not a money-making venture. Yeah. And you got walked down the aisle and now have two kids. Right, right. Uh-huh. It, minus 120, eh, who cares? Whatever. I'll still throw my 100 bucks on it. That matters. Those things matter over the course of time. So that's one... I like it at three and a half. I know you are right away on the favorite again this week. Well, I put them together in a money line parlay. I got, I think, plus a buck seven. Put out your prognostication cap. What do these ones go off at? When we get to Sunday, I what think, is the closing I think line? we're going to be above seven in the AFC. I agree. I think it'll be over a touchdown. Yeah, I think they'll go more than that, and that's where it was. I could see this one staying there. If you could only watch one, which one would you? Which one's going to be the best game? 
Oh, I think it's the NFC. NFC. I do yeah. too. I, I sadly, I think Cincinnati. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> God, I hope I'm wrong. Joe Burrow is so good. He got sacked nine times. You got a Bengals ticket too, don't you? I do. I got a Bengals ticket and a Niners ticket. I don't feel good about either of them. Feel better about that Niners one, I guess. You know I what? I still got a live. Is legit. When we had Palm on, Mike Palm from Circa yeah. on last week, we were talking about those exacta. Remember, I threw yes. a couple bucks at the 49ers over the Bengals mm-hmm. at 125 to 1. Still alive. But that one, you can't hedge that until the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. I can't, can't hedge it here nope. this weekend nope. because they both have to get there and then the right team has to win. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to get both dogs in order for that to happen. What, what should I do? I can get plus 210 on there. I just think I'm just going to ride. Just it. roll with it? I think so. Yeah. I, I had so, so much coverage. You did. You I, I love Buffalo. I loved Buffalo. And a good pri- what I was that? 15 one? to 1. 15 to 1. I loved the Bills. At 13 seconds left. I, I mean, who wasn't if you had the Bills, right? You're on the right side. You got them. Ding dong. Mahomes and company are dead. Not so fast. Whoops. Unbelievable. What a, what a weekend. What a weekend of football. Guessing you'll hear more about it in an hour and five minutes. And then, of course, more at 3 o'clock with the Fanatics. Murph and Andy won Fanatics at 3. Iowa State, I'm uh, probably coaches shows tonight, right? For both of them, it's been a while since they're on Monday night, so that would be my assumption at six thirty. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, ten to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO.